You're listening to the Uncensored Direct Marketing Show. This show is designed for direct response marketers who want raw, unfiltered conversion tips and secrets to scale their offers profitably to reach their next million. I'm Maria Sparagas. I'm the founder of Direct Paynet and your host. Now let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Uncensored Direct Marketing. I have today with me Alex Gunno. He's from Digistore24. Um, Digistore is a huge company that works with a lot of people in direct response. So I'm very excited to, on today's episode. Alex and I are going to dive into a lot of stuff about affiliates and traffic and just kind of growing your offer. So welcome, Alex. Hey, thanks so much for having me today, Maria. Great. Awesome. So Alex, before we get started, you know, tell our audience a little bit about your, your story. I know that, you know, uh, online or direct response is new ish to you, but it was, it, it was an interesting journey that you told me about. So just tell our guests, uh, what you were up to in the last 10 years. Yeah, no, for sure. So, um, I originally went to school to become a PE teacher. Uh, so I spent about five years as a PE teacher, worked all the way from preschoolers teaching classes of 60 preschoolers, how to like not fall over while walking uh, to high school athletes, right? I was a head wrestling coach and uh, I want to get back home. I'm from Boise, Idaho, and I want to get back home where my family lived. And the only way to do that was to become an entrepreneur. So I decided to open up a, a CrossFit slash kickboxing style of gym. Uh, we opened in 2016 uh, and it was, it was a great experience. About two years into that, um, we had sort of capped out of our growth. We were stuck around 100 members and we just couldn't get better, couldn't get bigger. And that's where I discovered direct response marketing. Right? So about three and a half years ago, almost four, um, we started using Facebook ads as a way to get people to come in the gym. We ran Facebook ads for uh, six-week challenges. Then we started doing an ebook and, and the ebook worked really well. You got a free nutrition ebook. Uh, if you uh, were interested and you, you took that offer, we then entered you into an SMS campaign because we assumed if you're interested in nutrition, you're probably trying to lose weight as well. Uh, we'd eventually reach out to you, segue you into the gym. Uh, and like so many other people uh, nowadays, COVID changed everything, right? And so gyms were crushed. There was no business. And, and a member of mine who happened to be in affiliate marketing sort of reached out on Facebook and just put it out into the universe that they were looking for somebody in the biz dev department. Um, and so I knew enough over three years about direct response marketing that, that I understood the process and really what a vendor needs. I'm also a decent salesperson. Uh, I like to talk. And so they brought me in. Uh, I was started out as a, as a biz dev specialist. They were super surprised within, I think, two weeks. They made me a biz dev manager. And now about a year in, I'm the director of business development. That's awesome. I mean, you know what I love about that is that you kind of did the omni channel, which is a big thing now, right? Like there's a lot of businesses that can have a lot of growth if they kind of use the online channel to drive traffic to their physical location. So, uh, and I'm hearing, you know, on the payment processing side, it's, it's confusing for a lot of, you know, uh, merchants. They're like, how do I get, you know, a transaction that goes from online to the physical and so forth. But uh, I think this is the key, you know, and, and the fact that you have that experience that you kind of grew a physical location of a gym into like kind of a digital project. It's like, it's a, it's a win-win. And you were, you were lucky that you started early and uh, COVID hit and you kind of had that experience. A lot of people just switch completely career, but for you, it sounds like it was kind of related. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's crazy. I think the universe sometimes like has a, has a plan for you that it's sort of mapped out. Uh, owning a small gym is, is definitely a struggle. And if you talk to any small gym, even in the best of times, it's a battle. 
But over five years of doing that, right, I learned a lot of things that have now translated directly into what I'm doing. Uh, It is really interesting, I think, as these brick and mortar businesses are starting to learn more and more about digital. I think you're going to see a lot of these these entrepreneurs that started out with the brick and mortar eventually leaving the brick and mortar behind and going Mm -hmm. completely digital because the lifestyle is it's incredible to be able to uh, work from wherever, to not be trapped and tied down. It's a it's a great opportunity. I think more and more that trend's gonna gonna increase. For sure. And now, not only is this episode about, uh, you know, Digistore and affiliate marketing, we're also talking about career uh, switches, guys. So, I mean, you know, that's that's the the interesting thing is it's in, in this industry, especially in the last two years for myself, I've come across so many new entrepreneurs that, you know, were like, well, you know, I had to kind of switch gears and, and move along and stuff like that. And they found like immeasurable success in the new career um, quickly. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that's applicable on the physical side, it's just kind kind of understanding how to translate it, you know, to, to the digital side. So that's really awesome. And, and, uh, obviously it's a testament to your, um, to your salesmanship and to your, to your drive that you were able to kind of go in a year or so into all these positions and kind of this, uh, you know, kind of show who's boss at Digistore there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's just so many, so many skills, right? As long as you're, as you're working really hard to develop yourself, um, I think it all works out in the end. Right. And so I spent so much time as an entrepreneur just trying to to learn how to uh, do everything on my own. Right. Entrepreneurs struggle uh, because they have to build their skill sets. And when you're the boss, it all sort of falls on you. So you develop so many skills uh, that when you go in and start working for another business, rather than even though you may enter into like an entry level at first, like really quickly, they see, oh, my goodness, this person has a lot of tools in their yeah. pockets uh, that translate universally. For sure. You become like a little, little bit of a ninja jack of all trades when you're an entrepreneur. Like when I started my business, same thing. It was like, okay, well, I got to learn how to do bookkeeping. All right. You know, uh, let's see what this is all about. And and you you kind of just know how to get by. I think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting journey to be an entrepreneur, even for a small amount of time. It gives you a little bit of perspective of like, you know, when people are kind of like bitching about their bosses or bitching about stuff, you're like, you know, if you've been there, you're like, you know what? I'm going to leave him alone and leave her alone for a little bit because it it could get stressful. But anyway, um, I mean, it's an interesting journey. And obviously you were in health and, and, you know, in the health space and and so forth. So you were able to transition quite easily, at least knowledge wise in that space. So right now um, you had mentioned to me, you were working on a lot of health offers and stuff like, can you tell us a little bit more? Is it like more supplements, digital, or what's the mix of what you're working on? It's a little bit of everything right now. Um, Supplements in the U.S. for us are doing really, really great. Um, the reason I think supplements are doing so well is because you can usually get a fairly high AOV, right? And so those order values are big enough that it's letting media buyer, buying affiliates uh, come in and promote your offer. And so they can say, oh, I, I get a guaranteed $130 for any, any sale. They can just count on that money. So then they're really willing to invest and scale uh, how much they're pushing your ad. Whereas uh, e-projects, uh, products, digital products, usually that AOV is going to be a little bit lower. Yeah. And so you really have to nail uh, what you're doing there. You really have to make sure that it's a great offer and that it converts. Uh, for example, right now, one of our best offers, even though supplements is definitely our, our biggest category, one of our best offers all over the platform is actually an online digital keto uh, cookbook. 
And it's just such a great offer that they've, they've fine tuned it so that everything's perfect about it, that it converts at such a high level that even though the order value is much less, it's super dependable money and you can just go back and back and back to it. Well, that that's the interesting thing is, is that, um, and you know, when, when you're, we're going to get into like how, how people can work with you and, and just work <clears throat> in the affiliate space altogether. But the interesting thing is that not all affiliates are looking for the highest amount that they can get per sale. Sometimes it's just a matter of how it converts, you know, how reliable it is. Um, you know, I used to be an affiliate manager a really long time ago, and it was like the less that the affiliate has to do to kind of keep it going, the more likely they're just going to keep it there. So if the ad keeps working, you give them a creative, you give affiliates a creative and it keeps working and they don't have to change it all the time. You don't have to test and do all this stuff. You know what? They might take 10 bucks less because then overall it's just kind of, you just let it ride. Right. So, um, I mean, the interesting thing about supplements for me is that obviously like supplements always work because people always want a done for you formula, right? Like if somebody says, Hey, read this book and do all these recipes and start cooking and start doing this and start doing that, or take this pill, <laughs> you know, it's always going to convert a little bit better. Um, so kind of talking about Digistore and, and, you know, how you guys help with this type of stuff. Um, you know, do you, do you typically like to work with startups? Do you guys like, you know, kind of tenured merchants or just, Talk to me a little bit about how you help the customer or let's call him the offer owner, not the customer, yeah. but how do you help offer owners kind of get to the next level? No, so we, we at Digistore, uh, we work with vendors and, and offer owners of all different um, levels and abilities. Uh, we take, uh, right now you're seeing a lot of e-commerce people. Now the, the e-commerce world is becoming more and more um, crowded and they're having a harder and harder time getting eyeballs a lot of these e-commerce people are saying, Hey, I need to get into, uh, get to the eyes of different people. And so direct response might be a good way for them. And so we spend time sort of educating them, putting them in contact with great, um, with great, uh, groups that help people, something like a copy accelerator or, yeah. or other masterminds where they can start learning and teaching. And then we also work with your, your mid to high tier person that's been around for a long time. Um, one of the, the things that we really try to do is we try to support them with a, a growth team. So as you come into Digistore, you get on board, um, the, the biz dev guys, the guys like me, the hunters are then going to pass you off to a growth manager. That's going to try to help you understand, uh, the world. And really it's about connections, right? One is, is having great, um, a great offer. And then two is having the right connections. Yeah. Uh, one of the, I think that the, the more common things that we see on a marketplace is everybody thinks uh, a marketplace is competitive, right? And so they'll come in, they have to stand out from all these other offers. And so they do things like say, Hey, I've got uh, this crazy, like seven, $9 EPC, right? I know that you're not getting $9 per click on whatever this offer is, but they come out and they throw that out there. Cause they think it's people skim through, they're going to choose me. And uh, I think one of the things that our growth team tries to spend a lot of time doing is educating that um, being more honest and upfront uh, is a better sales tactic tactic when you're trying to talk to affiliates, right? Um, A lot of people as well, we're trying to educate them on the idea that not everybody should be on a marketplace, right? Um, We have a marketplace and, and that gets you a lot of your lower tier affiliate. So it's a very broad group, but a lot of times the traffic isn't always great. 
So if you get poor traffic, that's going to affect your earnings per click, right? So then when other affiliates are looking at it and they say, okay, um, this, uh, the, the EPCs aren't great here. I'm not going to promote this. You lose out on chances at bigger affiliates. So some people, we try to actually educate them on, you can actually be on a, a platform like a, a Digistore, like a ClickBank, um, like a Buy Goods, and you can be there. But most of these companies also have a, a growth team that can manage you without putting you onto the marketplace. So you can be there without risking it and opening it up to any type of affiliate. You can really tell them this is the type of person we're trying to sell to. Uh, these are the type of affiliates we want to work with. And then they can sort of use their Rolodex to try to make introductions to you uh, okay. to uh, get the type of affiliate that will work best for your offer. Yeah. And I think, you know, having a personalized approach to this is probably going to, especially for, you know, let's say uh, whether you're starting out or or not, I mean, kind of going in there, you know, guns blazing and and just, you know, offering a lot, a ton of money at the upfront. And it's usually a recipe for disaster in the end. Cause then it's, you know, if the traffic, if you're just, if your only kind of claim here is that you're going to pay people a lot of money for the sales, it's not going to last very long. If your offer stinks, if it's not converting, if, you know, uh, if there's a continuity component and nobody stays past the first month and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, in my time, I've seen a lot of different networks and a lot of different, um, you know, kind of the evolution of the affiliate space and, uh, what I like, especially from like, you know, companies like Digistore and so forth is that now you guys are kind of taking a personal approach. You're working with the merchants, you're getting them better traffic. You're making sure you're kind of vested in the business. You know what I mean? Whereas before it was like throw an offer, just throw some traffic at it, whatever happens. And obviously as a, as a merchant processor, it was like my worst nightmare because we would get like a zillion chargebacks and the, the merchants would call us and be like, uh, I don't know. I just turned on this, you know, network and it just went wild and I don't know what I'm doing and blah, blah, blah. So, um, in terms of you know the 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 people that you're you're partnering up and and so forth, do you usually find that they have to have like a similar marketing? Like let's say you're an email marketer, like you do mostly email. Do you try to partner up with other offers that are doing the same type of marketing, or do you ever kind of cross different uh, marketing platforms? Yeah, so so we we do all that. There's people that have um, offers that maybe only really do work uh, via email. So that might be somebody who has an offer that's very, very aggressive. That maybe is on that borderline. It's not necessarily Facebook uh, compliant. Yeah. And so that person, uh, the only way we're going to be able to help them is uh, go ahead and work with more email list owners. Right? But then uh, maybe it might be the process of coaching them on how to create a version of the same sales that's a little bit more Facebook compliant, a little bit less aggressive. Yeah. And then we can pair them with a, a Facebook person or there's somebody who just does have a great email list. So they've been doing everything email and then we can introduce them to Facebook people that are ready to, to launch their offer. We have all sorts of affiliates too. some of them um, that are really big dogs uh, that can take your business that maybe you're making, um, you know, 30 to 50 sales a day. And we could introduce you to somebody that's on Facebook uh, that wants to take you to 100, 200, 300 a day and is willing to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a day in, in paid media, yeah. but they're going to ask for exclusivity. And so for some people, uh, we might even ask them, hey, I, you might have to change some of your existing relationships, but this person that we're going to take you to is going to be that next level growth for you. 
Um, and it's all sort of things we can really do a, a custom approach. And that's, what's great about having a, a, a connection ability to, to work with the people within the marketplace. And, and that's where I guess Digistore is trying to really stand out, um, is we really want to work on making sure that we have, um, a people first business rather than just a platform and a marketplace. Uh, we mm-hmm. want to make sure that you're working with a team that can then understand your business and then try to work with you to make those, uh, good connections. And I think, um, touching back on, on something you were sort of talking a little bit about earlier, I think one of the biggest issues that people have when they go into affiliate marketing is they, they have a, if you build it, uh, they will come mentality. And they think affiliate marketing, uh, is the easy part. They've already built their business. Now they just open it up to the world and stuff will happen. Uh, and we have a lot of vendors who come with that mentality and they fail. Uh, we really think that most vendors that are serious about uh, going this way should hire an affiliate manager, hire somebody whose sole purpose is to build relationships and go and meet people, connect one-on-one, go to events, because that one person could take you uh, and make you grow 10x. But if you're not going to invest in that, uh, you're not going to grow. And I know that maybe uh, maybe an offer owner says right now, I don't have the money to do that, but there's, there's ways you can structure an affiliate manager's pay. So it's much more commission-based. And so you're only paying them when they make you money. And that's a a good way to, uh, take low risk, but get an, an employee to work for you to grow this side of your business. Cause it really has to be seen as, as two sides. Almost there's the offer. And then there's the affiliates. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, the easier you make it for affiliates, the more creatives you give them, the more information you give them, the the, the more they're, they're going to want to promote you. It's funny. I had Amber Spears uh, on the podcast. So guys, if, if, if you need more information about affiliates, go check out that episode with Amber. Um, and she trains, you know, affiliate managers and, and stuff like that and has some information. And, you know, an affiliate, a good affiliate manager will always pay himself off. It's just, even if you have to kind of start off with some kind of base salary to make sure that the person's comfortable, if they are qualified or if they're, you know, go-getters. Cause I find a lot of people who start in the affiliate space, just kind of fall into it by accident or they hear about it. They want to try it. But if the person has a good sales background and has the attitude, I find those are the ones that usually tend to succeed quite well uh, because they're just kind of go-getters. And, you know, at the end of the day, if, you know, after a year or so of working on a salary, they're probably going to want to switch to commission anyway, right? Because they're going to make more money like that. Like anybody who's a good affiliate manager is going to obviously make more in commission than they would, um, you know, on a salary base. So that is a very good tip. And even if they're, you know, they're, even if you're working with Digistore or, you know, one of the big marketplaces, having that in-house person is just good to have your kind of central point of contact, knowing what's going on, uh, throughout, you know, throughout the business with affiliates and so forth and the connection, uh, with the marketplace. So that, that's, you know, that's an interesting point. And I, I do, I know that we, we spoke about the affiliate management side and, and kind of like traffic from different places. I know you mentioned something about, um, you know, global traffic and traffic outside. So, you know, we talk a lot about the U S uh, on the show and we really focus, you know, direct payment. We, we work with a lot of American merchants, but we also have some European merchants. And I do feel like it's, it's one part that's overlooked a lot for merchants, especially if you have like a digital offer, you know what I mean? What's the difference kind of thing? Like you might as well 
you know, offer it or uh, you just have to cater it. Americans don't buy the same way as Brits or Canadians or Australians. I'm talking about English speaking countries because, you know, obviously if your offer is English, it's harder to sell in France and so forth. But, um, you know, tell me a little bit about, you know, have you taken somebody from like a U.S. Uh, customer or vice versa, European and brought them to the U.S. market and back and forth? Like, what do you guys do? What's the process? And and maybe if you could tell us a success story. Yeah. So, uh, Digistore, just so you guys know about why we're so focused on the international, uh, Digistore was founded about 10 years ago. Um, and the founder, uh, he was actually a client on ClickBank and he needed some stuff in the German speaking market and because of the complexity uh, that is the German speaking market. It's just so hard to do business there uh, if you're not from there that he had to create his own sort of system. And then he opened it up to more people. Uh, right now, the German side of our business is going to do about $550 million in sales this year. Wow. Uh, and so they're big. Uh, we barely moved into the US about two, three years ago is when we started making our push. And it's really been a year now that we've started exploding and growing. Um, and so what that's done is it's sort of given us the ability to have a global mindset because uh, the bulk of our business right now is actually still in that German speaking market. Oh, we're, nice. we're slowly growing. Um, we have just recently opened up uh, British banking. So what that means is now uh, when somebody is buying in the UK and they're online, they're about to buy something, they're actually going to be paying uh, through a actual British bank rather than a US bank that's just accepting things in euros. And, and we believe that that's going to increase um, that's going to increase uh, conversion rates. That's going to decrease, right? Clients <laughs> and stuff like that. And so what we are trying to do now is really make the connections. And again, that's what's so hard about international is the lack of connections. Uh, if you want to get a connection, you go to affiliate summit West, right? It was just there in Las Vegas. You meet some people in the U S and they help take your U S business bigger. But when you're trying to go international, do you know people that are international, right? That's where it can be a struggle. Uh, like you said, sometimes they have different buying patterns. But if you don't have somebody who works there that knows it, they're not there to, uh, to sort of counsel you through it uh, and help you avoid those pitfalls. You're going to start putting money there uh, and then you get frustrated really quick and you're going to give up. But the opportunities are endless. Uh, one of the things we're really seeing is that... Um, Take, for example, the Latin American market, a lot of what they're doing are, uh, are as far as like paid media is, is tactics that we were doing a few years ago, right? They get everything a little bit late. So if you can get uh, ahead of the game and get your offer into Latin America, you'll be using tactics from today. So you're going to be one step ahead. And so, um, for example, one of our one of our best offers, uh, that's been one of our best offers. The owner's name is uh, Florian, right? And he's actually from Germany, right? He's from Germany, but he created a, a keto ebook, right? Knew it would sell, created a keto ebook. And then he brought it, uh, started launching it. And we've helped him make connections with high end um, affiliates here in the US that know how to promote to the US. And so has really been able to help his offer and free up his time. He's now getting ready to launch uh, a new offer. And he only has time to do that because he's able to hand off the, the marketing now to U.S. affiliates. 
to handle that. Um, and that's what we're trying to do pretty soon. Uh, end of February, beginning of March, Affiliate Summit World in Dubai. Uh, nice. I really think I really think that if you're interested in international, uh, you need to make the excuse to go there. Uh, we're going to be having a, a big event there uh, that we're hosting. Um, we're combining both our European staff and our U.S. staff will be there. And it'll be the opportunity to come and mingle with not just a group of Americans being in Dubai, but actually hang out with people in Dubai, but that are from all over the world. And that's when you're just going to start talking. We've also started making connections with people that translate offers that they themselves are practitioners of running offers in many different languages. And so they know how to help it. And so we sort of have a preferred list of, um, what would you call it of support, right? Well, we can refer you to, this is a person we trust and that they can sort of guide you on the path of how do I need to translate my offer, both language and culture so that it'll convert. That, I mean, that's interesting. Um, I love talking about the global stuff. I'm just going to give a little parenthesis here. And, and, you know, the important thing that you mentioned there is really the British banking, um, having a bank process and pounds in, uh, in the UK will certainly get you a higher conversion rate because it's seen as a domestic transaction. So, you know, in the U S if you're Canadian, a Canadian merchant and you're charging American customers, your conversion rate will automatically be lower than a domestic bank. So, you know, having, if you're American or, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're looking to expand, this is a great route going with like a digi store that can get you with, cause I know what it's like to kind of take an offer and go Europe. It's you, you need to be at at least like half a million bucks a month in terms of volume in order to make the investment of getting a company and a setup and doing all that stuff in banking. So you guys almost like fast track and just kind of get it done. Um, and European, you know, Europeans, and Brits and Canadians, and even though we're all in English speaking countries, we don't always buy. And, you know, let's say, for example, Canadians are less price sensitive than Americans because we're used to paying more for stuff. So you can do price testing in different areas. You can market a different way. Um, you know, the, 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 there's, there's a world outside of the U.S. basically is what we're saying. And there's opportunities, like huge opportunities now with, you know, partners like Digistore that can take you there and you have, you know, access to banking, access to, to local currencies and so forth that you're your conversions will increase. And, you know, talking about Germany specifically, I do, I do work with a lot of Germans and Germans, you know, don't like credit. They like debit. So yeah. if you're American and you're going to the German market and you don't know that, guess what? Your offer is going to tank, even if it's a great offer and people want to buy, because when they get to the buy now, they're going to say, Oh, there's no, there's no local debit here. I'm not buying, which is opposite, right? To the U S the U S loves credit. You know what I mean? So uh, there's, there's, there's different nuances. And, you know, the, the thing that I love about you guys is that you have, you know, the team and you have different people and, you know, maybe I'm going to come to Dubai just for fun, but. <laughs> I cannot wait. It's going to be a great experience. We recently had uh, a, a, we had a, an event in Dubai for our top German speaking. It was like our top 20, I believe top 40 German um, uh, vendors and affiliates and then we brought over multiple of our UF staff and we brought over Robbie Blanchard to sort of talk to them. And a lot of them had their minds blown because they're just in the German speaking market and they don't use social media at all like we use it. And so they're, they're missing this huge part. And so Robbie was able to teach these people, hey, you're already making this much money. And if you would just do this other little step that you think is weird, 
you would make so much more. Your, your offers would grow. It would be amazing. And so this opportunity, we also did like a, a recent um, event where Robert Grant in the UK, right, spoke. And we were able to invite both German-speaking people and U.S.-speaking people um, into that event where he could sort of talk about social media buying, but they got to learn from an expert that's in a different country. And that's a, just a great tool to have. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is like, if you have an offer that's been running for a couple of years, you might have like a ton of creatives for it. And these creatives, like you said, in the Latin American market, they're kind of a little bit behind Europe depends on what, you know, uh, they could be behind or forward for certain things. Um, but you can, you'll, if you, if you've had an offer for a couple of years, you can start using some old creatives, testing them out, seeing what works for these markets and stuff like that. And, you know, um, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. Every time I see a, you know, a, an offer owner go global, um, without help, it's very difficult, you know, like, because they don't understand the market, they don't understand what they need. So, you know, obviously I encourage you guys, if, you know, if you're starting a new market and stuff, um, it's, it's, it's the good thing about this is that you have nothing to lose, right? I mean, you're just testing something new, seeing how it works and it's money again, found money because you wouldn't have done it on your own anyway. So that's, that's the cool part. Um, but what do you think in terms of like offers, like right now, like, you know, you guys have a foothold uh, in Germany and so forth. Are you finding that the U S offers are converting quite well in Germany with like a, a like a local translation or is it, uh, like focusing mainly on Europe, or are you finding that you're really having to rejig the offer, rejig the way it's it's positioned? Gotcha. So the the German speaking market is going to be a little bit different than the rest of Europe right okay. now. One of the things that in our German speaking market currently on Digistore, we only work with digital offers in the German speaking okay. markets because in order to um, sell physical products there. Uh, it is a it's a incredibly difficult task to do, um, and so first we're trying to prove the concept, and this is where there's sort of a difference between um, the U.S. side of our company and the German side of our company, right? Is they when they founded, uh, they only did digital products, right? So right now they're doing 500 plus million in just digital offers alone, right? They haven't even started touching physical, wow. and so uh, we're currently working with people to get set up um, physical uh, delivery from uh, Europe, right? So the actual um, fulfillment houses will be in Europe and being able to connect our people to those. And so you're gonna see a big difference there um, on the, the ability to start shipping stuff and make things go. And so there's a little bit of difference there. American stuff, I think does play really well in like a lot of those English speaking markets, um, but you have to be, definitely more culturally aware for non-English speaking, right? Because uh, UK, Australia, uh, although we do have our own distinct cultures, there is that mix of like, we get to watch the same movies, right? We yeah, get to watch, yeah. like my mom loves period pieces. So she gets like the Downton Abbey thing from England. So there's like some crossover. Whereas yeah. you start being more uh, French speaking, uh, Italian, there's going to definitely be bigger culture things. And so that's where you need to, to speak to somebody culturally that makes sense, try to find yourself a, a copywriter that can go over your copy yeah. and say, this is the, the big idea that we have. And we think it'll play, have them check the big idea. Is that big idea going to play? Then let's start translating it because you definitely do have to be culturally aware. There are a lot of things, just even the way you talk about weight and stuff like that 
is very different. I mean, even um, just a, a small example, like, you know, I take merchants from the US and bring them to Europe when, you know, they're, like I said, at the half a million dollar uh, a month sales level, it's, there's a, there's a use case to say, let's get some banking, let's get some setup and merchant accounts in the local place. Cause you save a ton of money. Um, and you know, this specific merchant that we did this with had a US offer that was converting crazy, really, really like great offer. And then went to the UK and it, a little bit of a dud. Um, and I sent it to a British friend of mine and I said, Hey, can you have a look at this? Like, do you see anything that kind of sticks out? She goes, Oh yeah, there's a million spelling mistakes. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, there's a million spelling mistakes. I'm like, no, there isn't. What are you talking about? And you know, the Brits have a di- different dictionary, you know, like program. Okay. Yeah. Program <laughs> for, yeah. So, so program, they put M M E. And she's like, why did he, he, why does he keep writing programming correctly? I'm like, what are you talking about? That's how you spell fucking program. Like what, you know? And then I'm like, holy shit, there's actually, you know, I know this because in Canada, we're always kind of stuck between the U S and Brits. And I'm always kind of adjusting my English, depending on who I'm talking to. And the Brits have a different dictionary. There's different words, you know, like through T H R U is how you would see it in an American, but through in the UK is T-H-R-O-U-G-H. So it felt like there was something missing for them. They felt like it was not a local offer and it wasn't converting. So guess what? Get a a British copywriter to just literally spend an hour going through your spelling mistakes and then your offer is going to convert better. Yeah, no, that's (laughs) so much of it is about, I think when you're buying online um, is establishing confidence quickly with the buyer, right? Because there are so many scams. We spent so many times learning that there's this prince in Nigeria that if he sends you an email, he's trying (laughs) to steal from you. And so when you get an offer and there's, there's small errors like that, that in your head, you're saying, okay, that's spelling errors. That means this person probably isn't really a business because a business would, would definitely not make those mistakes. Exactly. And it's, it's worth it. Even I think uh, like what you're saying is just having them spend like an hour to look over it is you should never just run something someplace until you've had somebody like look for an hour, right? That would take no time. So, so little work and they could probably catch huge glaring errors that can, can make huge differences. Yeah. And, and, you know, as we wrap up, it's like, there's, there's partners like you guys, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, kind of ready to take a big plunge, but even if you just go on Fiverr or like, you know, one of those, like just quick, quick service, get somebody to take it, take a look at your offer. And, you know, if you're going to another market, just say, Hey, you just need somebody local there. They don't even need to have experience. Cause they could just tell you, look, there's, you know, spelling mistakes. And, you know, if you're trying to position yourself as a local product and you have American writing, people will know they'll feel cheated, you know? So, um, it, it, it won't lead to conversions. You know what I mean? It's, it's just as simple as that is, is if you lose the customer's confidence on your first page, you're done. They're not buying anything from you. So although we're in a, in an international world and global and people are buying, people still want to feel like, you know, especially I think in the supplement space, they want to feel like, you know, Europeans I find specifically are very kind of, um, in touch with like, Uh, things that are accredited by the European union, um, you know, because they have different ingredients that they allow, they don't allow and stuff like that. So they don't necessarily want to hear about USDA or us certification or anything. They're like, well, is this certified by the EU? You know what I mean? So if you're going to, if you're going to go to that, that place, there's, you know, partners like Digistore and, um, and a whole bunch that, you know, will 
avoid these common, you know, you don't want to spend a whole bunch of time researching, buying traffic, doing all that for something like kind of ridiculous, like spelling mistakes, or, um, you know, your product isn't seen as a European product or whatever the case is. So, um, anyway, it was very, you know, I, we went somewhere different. I know that we, you know, we talk about Digistore and, you know, the affiliate side, but it is what I like about, you know, these types of companies and your company specifically is that, you know, it, it just, somebody can just come to you, get, like, you know, free, I want to say free, obviously you guys get paid, but you know, like you get some help, eventually you'll get paid and you know, you get somebody like, like Alex, who's going to just kind of do like a, a, I don't want to say free, like an assessment free at the beginning kind of thing and give you a a whole bunch of ideas and a whole bunch of stuff that you can use for your business. Um, and then just kind of open up new markets for you. So like, it's, you know, no, no brainer. Um, and of course, once you get to a high level and you need merchant accounts and stuff like that, you come back to direct payment. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a win-win for everybody. And there's a market for there's, there's products and services for everybody. So, uh, Alex, do you have any final thoughts, anything you want to tell our audience? No. So I think, uh, we, we love connecting with people. And so I will actually like lean into that word free. Um, what we talked about earlier was, uh, you never know when you're going to meet that one person that's going to take your business to the next level. Um, and so when I'm talking with people, I don't need to get something out of the conversation. I'm just trying to meet people and I'm going to share information with them and they're going to share information with me. And the more people I feel like that I talk to, the closer I get to finding that next person who's going to take Digistore 24, to the next level. And so we really welcome people reaching out to us and talking to us um, and making connections and seeing us at events uh, and doing those things. We're really grateful. Thanks for letting us uh, have this conversation, you and I. Uh, I'm excited to hear it on replay, see if I uh, had any grammatical (laughs) mistakes. Uh, you're good. You're good. No, no. I mean, that's, then that's, you know, that's why I wanted to have you on the show because, you know, I, I don't feel like, you know, there's, there's certain people that you're always feeling like they're just trying to sell you something. And it's like, at this point, we're just all trying to help each other out. There's a, there's a place and there's, there's, um, there's connections that can be built that you don't even know. So, you know, guys, you know, contact Alex, you know, book a 15, 20 minutes, see how you can help each other out. You know, sometimes it's a win-win for both. Sometimes it's a win on one side, but then later on, you know, something can come out of relationships. So, um, that's, that's the, that's the good part. The show notes below guys, uh, is where you're going to find all of Alex's contact information. Um, and if you want to reach out to him through me, you can do that. I'll, I'll definitely, um, you know, forward anybody off to you, Alex. So thanks everybody for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share this episode and we'll see you next week. Hope you found today's session valuable. If you have any questions for me or just want to connect, please feel free to visit my website, mariasparagis.com. That's M-A-R-I-A-S-P-A-R-A-G-I-S.com. I'd love to hear what you're working on. So drop me a line on any hot button issues your business is experiencing. And remember, don't worry about failure. You only have to be right once. 